0: Hey guys, this is Jackie, and you are listening to Jump Podcast. Thank you for being here. And I would like to explain what you just heard there at the beginning. Uh, That was a real audio clip from a video that I took on my phone during... My first group trip to Northern Patagonia back in 2017 with Rafa, who is our guest today, of a very special and obviously very funny moment during an equally special culinary experience that we had in the home of a local named Maria Luisa on the island of Chiloe in Northern Chilean Patagonia. And the reason I shared that specific clip with you is because you can tell, even out of context, that there are many people gathered together, enjoying a hilarious time. And now I'll tell you that there were 11 people in my group and about five locals hosting us who didn't know each other just hours before. Um, We're gonna talk about a lot of things today, but one of those very important things is getting to know a place through its inhabitants, through the people who live there. It's the people who make a travel experience stand out. People are what set a place apart. People are the best ways to connect with a place, to carry it with you, to make the best memories. It's always the people, the people you travel with, the people you meet along the way. This includes you, by the way. And we're going to get into that more as we chat through our topics of today. But as I was considering what we could use at the beginning of this episode, I heard that clip and just knew that that was it. Because laughter is universal. Family style meals are universal. And if you open yourself up to sharing experiences with locals on your travels, you are 100% Going to have moments just like that one. So, today we get to dig into one of my absolute favorite places, Patagonia, but it may not be what you're thinking. We're focusing today on the off the beaten path corners of Patagonia and why it's important that we get to know these corners and protect them and become ambassadors for them and what we can do to make a positive impact as we travel. And our guest today is the one and only Rafa DiBiaze, who is a leader in many directions in sustainability and travel in Patagonia. And he also happens to be our Jump Adventures tour partner in northern Patagonia through his company, Birds Chili. In fact, you will hear us in this conversation referring to the itinerary or the travel experience that we're going to have together because we have a group trip coming up in the off the beaten path corners of Northern Patagonia this December of 2023. So we do still have spots available as of the publishing of this episode. So if this conversation just jazzes you up, dude, (laughs) join us. You can. You can find out more and come with us at jumpadventures.com. This conversation was recorded as a pod chat as well, which is our new style of podcasting here at Jump Adventures, where we invite you to join us backstage for the original podcast recording, as well as a Q&A and chat after the podcast segment is done. So there are people in here with us listening and, and they're chiming in in the chat. So you'll hear us refer to them as well. If you want to join us in pod chats, please do. You can do so at jumpadventures.com slash pod chats. We would love to see you at the next one. And fun fact, we always do giveaways for the live attendees. And for this one, we gave away $300 towards a future jump trip. So there are definitely some fun things happening behind the scenes around here. We would love for you to join us. Okay, it is my great honor to bring Rafa onto the show to share his brilliance with you. Buckle up, (laughs) grab your Chilean wine, and here we go. Rafa DiBiaze is Uh, our guide for our Northern Patagonia trip that is happening this December. He is also a very dear friend of mine. I think, Rafa, we met in 2015 in Puerto Rico, where you live. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you have been, oh my gosh, not just a friend or business partner, but also a mentor to me. We've had a lot of fun uh, over the years. And so, yeah, this is some good energy that I'm feeling right now. I also would love for you to say a word and introduce yourself. So would you like to... Would you like to start?
1: Yeah, no problem. Okay, thank you, uh, Jackie. Uh, you are also an inspiration to me. Uh, you're a very good friend. I really am happy to have meet you on 2015 in Chile when we uh, met at the Adventure Travel Trade Summit in my town in Porto Varas. That is also the town of the trip uh, of No Patagonia that we're gonna spend a couple of, of nights here. My name is Rafa, Raffaele. Uh, You can call me Rafa. Uh, I am uh, like a Chilean, Italian also because uh, my family is from Italy and I lived in Italy for many years. Uh, But um, I'm Chilean, of course. Uh, I live in uh, Puerto Varas. I have a a company that is a partner company of Jump Adventure. And I've been guiding for the last maybe 20 years. Um, I started to guide uh, in different countries of South America, uh, Antarctica. I trained guides uh, in the past in different parts of the world, including in, in the United States, in the Yellowstone Park, uh, in Europe, and South America, of course. Uh, but, uh, you know, my, my home, my roots, uh, my heart is in uh, Patagonia, basically. Uh, Patagonia is a very large region of Chile and Argentina. I lived in the north part of Patagonia. Uh, I moved here around 2004. So it's been like 20 years living here in, in the south of Chile, in the Lake District region. Um, I have uh, I'm a family, I have two daughters, um, my wife, Teresa. Um, we live in a small town, Puerto Varas, the town of uh, around 35,000 people. Uh, surrounded by national parks. That's probably the reason because I live here, <laughs> because I have wonderful parks just uh, a few kilometers away from my home. Uh, I also like uh, Porto Varas because I can walk everywhere. Uh, so I don't need to drive uh, to go to my office or to go to the supermarket. I use the bicycle, um, I walk, or I use my Vespa. I have a little Vespa. I drive Italiano. To...
0: <laughs> Puro Italiano. <laughs> <My> Italian. <laughs>
1: Italian blood. Um so yeah, I met uh, Jackie on 2015. Uh, we've been running trips since then. Um and uh, you know, I I'm I'm very excited to be connected with all you guys uh, and, and 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 be part of your travel experience. I think that travel is uh, the way that humans uh, have to connect with different cultures to find out what is going on in different parts of the world. Uh, and, and Patagonia, uh, South America, Patagonia specifically, I think it's a, it's a very important part of the world, especially today that we are facing challenges in terms of environmental uh, challenges, in terms of social, economical. Um, and, and here it's a destination, of course, that uh, it's, I know that is in the hearts and in the minds of many people. And, and I'm happy to, to be part of this adventure of, of Jump Adventure. And we are going to be looking forward to meet you in person, drink a good wine. Uh, we also have very good beer here in the Lake District mm-hmm. region. We are producing wonderful sure. uh, beer at some microbreweries. Uh, as a matter of fact, are part of the, the travel experience that we're going to have together. So, yeah, that's the short story of my life. Uh, if you want to know <laughs> more, book the trip. And I'm going to explain to you all oh, what's going Everything. on in the last 45 years uh, <laughs> uh, of my life.
0: <laughs> and he will do it with an espresso for you in hand.
1: Always, always. The,
0: f- I, <laughs> the first time that I met Rafa, this is I just want to tell this story real quick because I actually hadn't met him yet. I'd been invited on a post trip. So we met at a conference and he invited some people on a post trip to experience, actually it was Chiloé for the first time. And this is right by Puerto Varas. If you guys have followed me for any amount of time, you will know what Chiloé is. I did a documentary there with Osprey. It's a a very special place to me now, but had no idea what it was. Didn't know Rafa before. And it was the morning after the last night of the conference, which if you know, you don't know, I'm going to tell you the travel industry professionals, holy goodness, they know how to party. And so that morning I wasn't feeling super great. And I was not on time. And Rafa shows up to where I was staying and I was with another girl. And and we're like, Rafa, we're so sorry. Like, we're we're just not ready yet. And he's like, no worries. We'll come right back. We'll go pick up someone else. And he comes back in like 15 minutes and he's holding an espresso to me. And I was like, I'm going to be okay. Like this is good. I'm in good hands. Like that was my first experience with Rafa. And you know what? He still does that. Like If you come, whenever you travel with Rafa, there are espresso stops in places you wouldn't even imagine. Like we're pulling over to look at birds, which we're certainly doing, whatever. And there's espresso making. and You didn't even realize it, but that's Rafa. So the Italian. Espresso
1: espresso follow me and I follow the espresso. It's (laughs) a mutual love uh, relationship.
0: It's great. It works. (laughs) It's a wonderful necessity in life. So I appreciate that for sure. So I love what you said, actually, about your kind of intro to Patagonia. And part of the reason that we are working together now is because you were one of the first people that I, you might've been the first person when I was living in Bariloche in 2016, which was like a few months after we met. And you came over with a group and we went out for a craft beer and sat down in a corner. And I said, Rafa, what if I start leading trips? I want to work with you. How do we do this? And you just gave me all these ideas. And I mean, that was the first year that I ended up running a trip to Southern Patagonia. And then the next year I worked with you and ran that first one to Northern Patagonia, um, which was, I mean, they're all incredible, but so yeah, Rafa has a really uh, important part of the foundation of, uh, I think you hold a very important piece of the foundation of Jump Adventures. So um, I'm very grateful and I would like to, uh, you know, thank you on behalf of, of everybody, because it's one of the things, it's one of the reasons that we, you know, we're all here is because we all get to do these trips now. And um, so thank you for being here. And thank Back you for you. expressing your love for Patagonia, because it's one of the things I wanted to to share tonight was um, just why this region is so special. And I got into it a little bit, just that I was there in 2015. Um, I think most. I don't know. I'm not going to assume anything, actually. When I arrived in Patagonia, I was in kind of a raw place. And so for me, there was a lot that happened on that trip that was very rebirthing for me. Um, And so I always say that a part of me was born there. And like a migratory bird, I love to go back and just touch home, just touch home base every now and then, you know, like I can't go more than, I don't know, I can't go very long without going back to Patagonia because it's part of me. And so for me, it's kind of this, in, in, it's been intrinsically woven into my existence um, now. And I'm so grateful that we get to continue running trips there. And part of what the reason that I love running trips with you is specifically because when you think, when people think of Patagonia, they think of big mountains big rocks to climb and and all of that is in the south and Patagonia is actually massive. I like to tell people wh- when they when they ask me like where is Patagonia or what is it? It's kind of like saying New England. Like everybody knows what New England is, but I don't know if you can really draw a line on a map. It just kind of exists as a region and it includes a lot of regions within. Um, and that's just like Patagonia. And where you live is the beginning of Patagonia. And it goes south from there in both Chile and Argentina. It's like Puerto Varas, Bariloche, like that line. And then south is all Patagonia. So Patagonia is massive compared to what most people think when they think of Patagonia. And one of the things that I really believe in, and one of the things we really strive to do with Jump Adventure Adventures is to get off the beaten path and um, there are a lot of places that suffer from over-tourism. And so I actually wanted to kind of highlight, not not just highlight our itinerary, but highlight the reason that we're choosing to travel in such an unknown destination and what we're going to see that nobody sees. Because where we're going, this volcano valley, I haven't even been there before. And I have been to Puerto Raras multiple times now. And it's going to be, like, I just imagine it being just us, like, going from, like, family lodge to family lodge in this incredible dense forest with volcanoes popping up and rivers and bridges and trees and, like, all the birds you can imagine. So, anyway, I would love for you to sort of paint us a picture of the importance of getting off the beaten path um, in your own backyard. Like, what do you think about all of that? Yeah,
1: that's a good question. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you for the invitation and for all the assistance to be uh, online. Tonight, well, first of all, I think that what you were mentioning is true. Patagonia is a very large area. Just to give you an idea, at the root of the parks of Patagonia, that is part of the of the of the trip that we are running together with uh, with uh, with Jackie, uh, it, it has more than two thousand and four hundred kilometers uh, from north to south. So we are speaking about a very long area from north to south. Consider that Chile is one of the is the longest country in the world with more than four thousand kilometers from north to south. So we are speaking that half of the Chilean territory is covered by what we know as Patagonia, basically. And it's very diverse. Um, you can go from the Lake District region and Chiloé Island, that is a region of uh, active volcanoes, no-cap volcanoes, fjords. We have here the gates to the Patagonian fjords area. Yes, we do have fjords just like uh, in Norway, for example, that are very famous, uh, the fjords of the north of Europe. We have fjords in Patagonia. We have uh, the ocean and the Andes mountain range, just half an hour away from each other. Uh, so that's another very interesting thing that you can do here. You can be looking at condors in the mountains in the morning, and in the afternoon, you are looking at albatrosses uh, in, in the Pacific Ocean. By the way, in one of the richest uh, oceans in the world, in terms of biomass that we have in Patagonia, because we still got the influence of the Humble Current, that is one of the richest uh, currents in the world. We do have penguins. Uh, here in Chilo Island, we have the only place in the world where you can find uh, breeding colonies of Humboldt and Magellanic penguins. Uh, we had a wonderful wildlife. We are covered by temperate rainforest, uh, the, one of the last uh, regions in the world with temperate rainforest. Uh, there are part, very important part uh, of the uh, health of the planet. So, a trip to Patagonia is uh, not just an exploration experience but it's also i would say a mission in a way because we are visiting one of the last pristine areas in the world where where really wilderness is uh our part of our day life and and in terms of the areas that we are exploring with the jump adventures it's very interesting and and important what uh, jackie mentioned as all the hotspots in the world that people wants to visit and experience. Uh, We are also uh, having some um, over tourism in in some areas. Uh, We decided to explore off the beaten trail in Patagonia and not only concentrated in um, the geographical and natural beauties, but also uh, making that the people, the communities and the culture uh, being part of the trip and experience. I think that it's very important to keep this region as a, uh, as, a, as a mix also of wonderful nature attraction, but also wonderful people, wonderful culture, unique. Uh, so we're going to be exploring valleys where we're probably going to be hiking and we are not going to find anywhere else uh, along the trail, where suddenly we're going to be covering uh, by temperate rainforest. Uh, we're going to have clear uh, and we're going to see volcanoes with different shapes, amazing shapes, by the way. And far away at the distance, we're going to see the chimney of a family uh, that is living in the middle mm. of a valley uh, and where we're going to spend the night together with them. Uh, and we're going to go to the their backyard and there are going to be hot springs. And then we're going to be keep walking uh, to the trails and we're going to reach the lake and we're going to see another chimney there. Uh, with the family living there, we're gonna spend another night there, and then we're gonna be going in, in the morning at the shore of the lake. We're gonna dig a little bit, and there are gonna be hot, hot springs again. So it's really to experience. <laughs> we're gonna
0: dig the... a little bit, <laughs> find hot springs. <laughs> we're
1: gonna dig a little bit, well, we're gonna really dig it. like a few hours. No, I'm kidding. We're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: gonna work for bit. our hot
1: springs. <laughs> yeah. No, but no that's, we're gonna uh, that's dig, amazing. It. but it's amazing. And so <laughs> it's it's It's, you know, an exploration of Patagonia as probably you don't see it in the main uh, documentaries, uh, uh, but it's off the beaten trail, really. But it's going to give you uh, a touch of a a Patagonian experience uh, that you're going to keep in your hearts and minds forever, I think. And they're going to be the gasoline to make you come back, basically, uh, again and again. Or or the calafate. (laughs) yeah, <laughs> and, and, the calafate. the <laughs> and the calafate is going to do that. The the beer and the calafate. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, yeah, that's what we are. Uh, and then we're going to move to an island because right. when you come to in Patagonia, way. as Jackie was mentioning, sometimes we concentrate in in the mountains, of course, and everybody has this uh, view of the Patagonia is a, is a region of mountains. But we have islands and 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 archipelagos, thousands of islands, really. Uh, and the archipelago of Chiloé is probably the last corner of uh, Patagonia uh, and of Chile, where the indigenous culture is still alive. It's part of the day life of the people. So we're going to invite all the travelers to connect with this culture, uh, to connect with the communities in, in the island, uh, to taste the wonderful food uh, that we have in the island with uh, chefs, uh, with local families. So this mix of nature and culture really... Uh, in the north part of Patagonia and off the beaten trail, I think it's a pretty unique experience, and 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 we are happy to to be to have the chance to share it with you.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I I thought of something while you were talking that I wanted to share. Um, someone recently asked, we did a little Instagram thing about this trip, and we asked for questions, and somebody said, "What's the difference between North and South Patagonia?" Which is a huge question. It really is it's such a big question. I was like, I have to narrow this down somehow. But what I came down to was actually the culture, which I love that you mentioned. We're going to stay with families. Like, it's so it's this, this is how it's different is I think in the South, it's more about the completion of a circuit. Like that's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. one or the other really like in that park, Torres del like I understand, I totally understand. I have, I, I feel the draw as well i have wanted to accomplish i've done the w and the o like i get it um but when you're on that trail if you're lucky the only culture that you're gonna have is your guide if you have one um maybe the locals that are working the stands the the natu- the, the stands the um the, the park stations and the, the fujios um that's what you're gonna get because it's mostly i would say that's more of a almost like more of an internal journey, if if that makes sense. Whereas yeah. this, you you cannot get away from. And this is the purpose. Like we are in, we are intentionally integrating ourselves with the locals, with the culture. And so that's kind of where I landed on that question was this. If you travel in Northern Patagonia, it is so much more about the people. And that's true. The traditions and the culture, especially once you get over to Chiloé. Whoa, that is a trip in itself. Um, But I, it's there's so much to be said about learning about a people when you are in a foreign country. When you're, um, I mean, I say this is coming from one who I love adventure travel. I love just hiking for days and camping and whatever it is. Like I'm so down to do all of that. But the experiences that we take home with us, the highlights at the end of the trip, uh, aren't they usually about the people? They're almost always, like the, our most favorite things are, for example, Rafa, one just came to me right now. Remember when we were in Chiloé and we met that man and he was yeah. trying to give us uh, s- snails, weren't they?
1: Snails. Weren't they? Yeah. He was
0: trying, he had just harvested down at the water and we just, we, we came across this, the most adorable old man who... Neither of us could hardly understand. Like he had the raspiest, most unique voice I think I've ever heard ever. And this still stands out as a highlight to me. That was in 2019, I think, because it was just such a sweet interaction. And I mean, we just like went up to him and started talking to him and he tried to gift us his harvest that he just found like down at the bay. It was just so sweet. Those are the moments we take home. And those are the moments that I think have the power to... Um, breed tolerance and make this world a smaller place in a better way because it connects people through experiences and that's something that if you can find the balance of doing both of those things on an adventure trip oh magic
1: yeah yeah and uh, this is the case because of course we're going to be uh you know crossing and exploring wonderful areas natural areas with uh, really, really uh, amazing landscapes, uh, as I mentioned to you, uh, active volcanoes, snow-capped mountains, temperate rainforests, fjords. Uh, so there is a lot to see, wildlife, of course. Uh, but the people ingredient is very important because it makes, this uh, uh, blending uh, unique uh, and uh, it has a lot of sense when we speak also about sustainability because uh, sometimes when we speak about sustainability we are very focused on uh, environmental things uh, but we always have to remember that uh, the the people and the the social aspect is uh, as important as the environmental aspect when we want to have a sustainable experience Uh, and so this uh, in a way close the circle um and, uh, and 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 uh, when we speak about South Patagonia and North Patagonia and the differences, uh, Jackie mentioned the culture is one thing. It doesn't mean that there is no culture in South Patagonia, but South Patagonia is a such an extensive area, and most of the people is very concentrated in one park. There is the National mm-hmm. Park Torres del Paine, and in the National Park Torres del Paine, of course, is all about trekking, is all about uh, hiking, is all about uh, uh landscapes. Uh, uh, and, and, of course, there are some hotels, and the, the cultural experience that you're gonna have is gonna be more related, of course, with the guy with the staff of the hotels, the staff of the you know, of the activities that you are doing. Uh, but you're not gonna find uh, um, local towns uh, Doña Maria but, Luisa. <laughs> There are more ships than people in South Patagonia. uh, (laughs) Because it's it's true. So you can have the cultural aspect, but because it's such a big region and the distances are so, so uh, massive, uh, it's not as easy as you can experience it in all Patagonia. And by the way, uh, the cultural uh, meeting, uh, I like to call it the exchange of knowledge. I like that expression. That in Spanish is intercambio de sabiduría that is being used a lot. It is used a lot by the uh, indigenous communities because it means that you, when you are connecting with people, you are not just um, receiving, but you're also giving. Uh, the people that you connect wants to know about you wants to know about your country, wants to know about your culture. Of course, you are very curious, too, and you want to know about it because you are traveling, you are the traveler, the explorer. So you're going to make a lot of questions, but you're also going to be asked uh, about a lot of stuff because people want to have this exchange of knowledge. And the exchange of knowledge is what makes the world a better place for everybody because it's the meeting uh, among cultures, uh, is the is the brotherhood the sisterhood uh, among people that live in very different part of the world but sometimes we have the same thoughts the same problems the same challenges and and realizing that during a trip i think uh, it's it's quite a magic you know it, it give you a complete different perspective when you get back home and you remember about the landscape, but as Jackie was mentioning, you are remember about the people, about that encounter, about that uh, meal that you share, about that uh, chat that you had with this lady in the island of Chiloé, Maria Luisa, for example, uh, that like to talk a lot. So she's going <laughs> she uh, uh, to be... She loves to laugh. She has she the, the most amazing laugh. laugh. The most We're going to meet her.
0: On this trip too, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and from the from from also from a connection, a uh, an historical connection, the north part of uh, Patagonia is very very close related with south of Patagonia because most of the uh, southern Patagonian area were colonized by Chilean people, so the towns of Puerto Natales, uh, uh, towns of uh, the Punta Arenas in the Strait of Magellan the story is completely uh, linked with the, with the history of the Chilo Island. The, the, woman, the women and, and men of Chilo Island were the women and men that colonized uh, those regions. Uh, that settled there, uh, that navigate the canals, the fjords of Patagonia, because they were the best navigants and the best people uh, when it comes to sea activities. So there is a connection that is important and to recognize, to experience, and, and that it give, it's gonna give you a whole new perspective of what is Patagonia. The next time that you're gonna hear about Patagonia and that you're gonna speak with friends about Patagonia, you're gonna have uh, um, you know, uh, this exchange of knowledge is gonna give you a whole new perspective to take it to the conversation and and, and make you uh, to your friends uh, and people that is curious about the destination to also open their eyes and say, oh my God, there is a whole uh, country in Patagonia, different, mm-hmm. completely different from north to south and center. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a, it's a very nice experience.
0: I'm always impressed with t- just, I'm just going to be quite honest here. I'm always impressed with the people who book my Patagonia trips that aren't the southern one, because that's the easy one to say yes to. And I, I totally get it. Like I said, I'm I'm absolutely in love with Torres of Like I get it. But <laughs> I feel like a trip to Aysen, where no one goes, a trip to the Lakes district, like these, this is it's 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 real. It's it's grit. It's like getting in there, you know? And it's I'm always impressed by the people who want to know what that looks like. And I, I love that. I've never said that out loud before, and now I'm saying it on my podcast, so I hope I don't get <laughs> It's not like I'm not impressed with the people who complete the O circuit. Holy goodness, that's hard. And it's so amazing in its own right. Oh, my goodness. It's just different. It's just so incredibly different. And it's it's, like you said, like it's such a window. It's such a window into um, a brand new place that you just, it'll blow your mind. And, um, I will challenge you to whether with me or not, like explore the rest of Patagonia. It's really important. I think that, um, that we do get off the beaten path and, and celebrate these lesser known places because they're just, that's, they will change you. They will change you for the better and they will open your eyes. And, um, I feel like there's so much to learn and there's so many amazing people to meet and this is where you're going to find that. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's There's true. another
0: thing that we're going to participate in on this itinerary that I wanted to ask you about. Um, you have been a, a really big influence on me in, in many ways, but one of these ways is sustainability, sustainable travel. Uh, just so you guys know, Birds Chile is the has been recognized as the most sustainable travel uh, tour operator, travel company in, in Chile because you guys do I, – I can't even list. Like you do so much – um, for your local community, with your travelers, um, for your peers in the industry, in the region. It's really, really impressive. And that's one of the reasons that I'm really proud to be working with you uh, and constantly learning from you. And I love that we have started something that I want to try and do more and more on on our Jump Adventures trips across the world. But two years ago, when was the last time we led a trip together? Um, we started, yeah, yeah two years ago. No, it was last season. It was last year. Um
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: 2022, it was just last year. <laughs> <laughs> um and I think Jackie's here. She was there. I don't know if you recognize that name Rafa, but she was there on that trip too. Um but yeah, we participated in what in in one word we call it rewilding. But I understand that that could be confusing. Um and I also want to step a little bit back and understand that maybe some people don't even know what sustainable travel is. And so there's nobody better to ask (laughs) than this guy right here. So Rafa, maybe you can give us uh, just a kind of an overview of what sustainable travel means, what sustainability means to birds chili, and give us a picture of what rewilding is and how we're going to do that on this upcoming itinerary that we
1: do. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Yeah, well, sustainability for us is very important. Uh, we are a big corporation also since 2017. We were among the first travel companies to satisfy as a big corporation. And and sustainability, I think that is a word that uh, uh, it's been used so much that it's uh, sometimes we are, you know, losing the meaning in a way on the way because we're seeing it everywhere. You know, uh, today everything is sustainable. Uh, and everything is—it uh, it has to—to to, to do with sustainability. And from one side, it's good because it means that uh, the people is, and companies are, are are taking care of that. But in another way, also, uh, it's there is a lot of greenwashing around. Uh, in in, in not only they might travel, not know
0: what that means either, Rafa. What is greenwashing? Yeah, green,
1: greenwashing means that uh, we uh, sometimes are using uh, some terms as sustainability. Without really content, but uh, trying to, of course, in a in a way, wash our imaging or our uh, our impact without being really consistent. Uh, when we speak about sustainability, uh, we need to always think about uh, uh, measurement, uh, traceable uh, and uh, verify. It means that you need to have indicators that can be. Uh, access by everybody and everybody can verify trees and, of course, measure what you are saying that you are doing, basically. And, and, and so when we speak about greenwashing, we speak about when that part is not present, basically, and you are just saying that you are sustainable or your products are sustainable, but without really have a content or a way for the consumers to verify that, that it's really happening. Or you are being sustainable or using the label, but at the same time, you're having a very negative impact with your your activities, uh, environmentally or socially or economically speaking. And when we speak about sustainability, we always need to get in mind that we need to speak about these three pillars, economical, environmental, and social. Uh, That's the reason because before we were mentioning that as important as the environment, is uh, the people, the communities at the destinations. We cannot get the communities out from this uh, equation of sustainability. And sustainability means to be uh, conscious about the negative and the positive impacts that your activity uh, can have and trying to maximize the positive impacts and minimize the negative ones. That is in a brief description what means sustainability. Always keeping in mind these three aspects of um, social, um, economical, and environmental. And about the trips that we are doing with Jump Adventures, with Jackie, we kept in mind that the trips today need to go over a little bit farther from sustainability. Uh, So they need to have... uh, an impact that we like to call it to give back or giving back. So means that travel is still a holiday, is still uh, part of your uh, the free time of the travelers, and that uh, and it is still an activity to have fun, to explore new cultures, to explore new areas. But also, it becomes a, a, an activity where the people get action in order to give back to the planet, to the destination, to the communities when you are traveling. So this mix of having fun, being in a holiday, but at the same time, leave something at the destination, uh, it's it's very important when we speak about sustainability. And when we speak about rewilding, it has the same kind of meaning in the sense that we are living in the planet uh, a moment uh, where conservation is not enough, anymore but we need for nature to recover uh lands to recover areas to recover the uh what it was lost by the human activities so when we speak about rewilding and if you google rewilding you're probably going to be getting to a philosophy an ecological philosophy that is is very radical sometimes when we speak about rewilding some radical aspect of rewilding means to basically uh, erase the presence of man in order to give to nature the, you know, all, the, all the possibilities to get back. But we mentioned before that we, we need to have this equation with people. Uh, and the people is absolutely part of the uh, giving back and the rewilding experience. And rewilding means to do activities hands-on uh, during a trip. That is the activities that we do with, uh, with Jackie. And because we need to trace Measure and verify. We do it through uh, activities that we have with local NGOs, and that is very important too. Because uh, um, having this NGO that it's part of the life in the local territory, in the in the territories that we are visiting, we have this transparency. We have these uh, local actors that are being helped, that are being supported by our by our travel experience. And that we are going to be with them in the field, uh, hands-on, doing activities that are going to always be activities that are are going to be scheduled by the NGOs. One of the things that we always mention to these uh, NGOs that we work with is that we don't want shows because our travelers are explorers. They are not tourists. They don't want to have a show uh, in the destination. They just want to feel... uh, that they are exploring a new country, but they are also giving back uh, and participating in the, in the efforts and actions to save the planet. I know that this word, save the planet, means very, very big, but basically we save the planet with small actions. Uh, if we multiply the small actions in, in, in the world, we are really going to save the planet. So I think that we really can save the planet also traveling, and that is what we are trying to to do with with jump adventures. So the rewilding activities that we have sometimes can be to plant trees in the wetlands with the local communities. Sometimes it can be to take samples of water in wetlands that we are working to recover. Sometimes it can be to install camera traps because we are monitoring the presence of endangered species in forests, in mountains, in wetlands. The activity can change uh, depending on the schedule that the NGOs have. Uh, but the the fact to be in the field and get the reality of the destination that we are visiting, the good and the bad, because traveling means also to speak about the bad, you know, uh, to speak about what is going on at the destinations, and not only show the beauties and the positive thing, but also share with the travelers, because you are you are ambassadors. You you need to you you are going to become ambassadors of the destinations, and the ambassador needs to know the reality what is going on in the destinations. So we want to share with you uh, the real uh, thing, the real deal (laughs) at the destination. We want you to join us hands-on in our efforts to to recover uh, nature, but also in our efforts to make the tourism and travel have a positive impact also in communities and in the economy of the destination. That is the reason also, because if you see the itineraries of jump, you're going to see that there are uh, the stays in the destinations are not one-night stays and moving and try to know as many uh, places as possible in eight days. Uh, that is, for example, not sustainable. Sustainable is uh, to go to the destinations, spend the time enough to, in order to meet the people, get to know the local culture, and, of course, give back to the destination uh, from a social, economical, and environmental aspect. I don't know if that explained, but I tried.
0: <laughs> I almost don't want to talk because that was so good. That <laughs> <laughs> was so good. Um, I think you you nailed so many things right there, and it was super inspiring just to even listen to that. And I mean, I'm I'm super proud to be part of it. Um, it's it was funny listening to. Describe what the what the hands-on activities were too. It got me excited because I remember our rewilding day last time and you didn't actually mention what we did. We actually were eradicating invasive species, otherwise known as pulling weeds. However, we had the best time doing it. It was pouring rain, pouring rain. And we all just picked our our tool, whatever we wanted to work with that day. And we had like um giant like I mean all ever anything you can imagine that was sharp that's what we used and <laughs> it was so fun like we got to identify what the native species were we were pulling all of these invasive species out and it was really rewarding and i remember at one point one of the one of the girls on the trip got stung by something and she was about to fall apart and i don't even know what it was that i said that like turned everything right around to her <laughs> it was like we ended up in a laughing fit and that whole experience that day was such a highlight and who would imagine you would never think if I told you it's going to pour rain and we're going to pull weeds and we're going to love it. Like you wouldn't (laughs) believe me, but there's something so it's, it's, um, it's tangible. It's literally tangible that you can feel about your impact on a place. And if we are appreciating the beauty of a place, then we should also be understanding what our impact is and helping to give back and we, I, Jump Adventures is, is really trying to align with, um, with that ideal in any way that I can. And so um, this is a really cool opportunity for us in our industry to say, hey, it's time to pass this on to our passengers, our, our travelers that come with us and say, this is what it looks like. Let's do this together. Jackie That's was with us. She says it was an adventure. We had the best beer and barbecue after. She loved that day. She said, "Yeah, it's it's true. It was such a good time."
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> we had the beer and the barbecue. Yeah, because you know, it's it's uh, it's it, the mix of the travel and we know that it's a holiday. We know that it's uh, it, it's it's the the exploration, the fun, etc. But we can mix that with uh, with giving back. And, and, and rewilding at the destination. I think mm-hmm. it's a great mix, you know, because uh, it fills you completely in a, in a different way, mm-hmm. and, and, and it makes tangible uh, the positive impacts of travel of traveling. Because sometimes we feel that travel can be, you know, you you start to think about planes, you know, and, and pollution and things. But for many destinations like Patagonia, travel is uh, is it's essential. We are protecting in Patagonia, we have the largest lands protected in the world for conservation, 2,400 kilometers, 26 national parks that wouldn't be protected if it wouldn't be for travel because travel becomes the the economical justification to protect these uh, parks, to protect these lands instead of building dams, Mm-hmm. Instead of put uh, mining extraction, those are also economical activities, but those are activities that are going to kill the uh, Patagonia and are going to kill the planet, basically. If, and they're uh, only going to
0: create temporary jobs. They're not going to create jobs that last. Absolutely. They're not going to um, invest the locals in their land. That it's it's a that's a that's a big topic in Patagonia. <laughs>
1: <Dams>. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> dams yeah but we made it we made it to to stop the dams yeah uh, and we made it to stop it because we told everybody travel can be a force of good you know and it's been a force of good because thanks to travel we are having economies we are having entrepreneurs we are having women running wonderful businesses in communities that otherwise they wouldn't probably Uh, be having a very easy time in order to to, to create economies to put uh, money at uh, at their home and we are doing it because travel um, is is a consequence of conservation i like that that uh, uh, equation travel as a consequence of conservation what we are doing here we are traveling as a consequence of conservation if we if we wouldn't have preserved and conserved Uh, the national parks and the lands in Patagonia, you wouldn't be traveling Uh, and we wouldn't have these lands protected as we do have. So travel can be a force of good. It it has, of course, negative impacts. It's good to recognize them and it's good to do something about them. And that is what we are trying to do with Jump Adventure.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I think to back that up, that was really well said, (laughs) really amazing. Um, If you don't know a place or a person, you can't love it, right? If you don't know a place, you won't love it. If you don't love a place, you won't care to protect it and you won't care what happens there. But this is why travel is essential. We have to, it's educational. We have to take ourselves there, put ourselves in that place to see it, to get to know it, to meet the people, to experience everything that it has to offer in order to let it affect us such that we might go out and make a difference for that place with our orbit um, that we exist in and, and sharing it with others and maybe deciding to pledge to um, an NGO or a an effort of sustainability of some sort when we even get home from a trip because it affected us so much. That's never going to happen if we don't first get off of our feet and or off our couch and go there. And so this is always an invitation. It's always just an invitation. Um, but I love the, the inspirational slash educational slash absolutely essential side that we're showing here. I believe in it so much. Well said, Rafa.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, and uh, well, all our trips uh, with Jump Adventures here in, uh, in North Patagonia, they are anyway compensated. Uh, the 100% of the carbon footprint is going to be compensated of all what we are going to be doing here. But w- this is the baseline and we have to go uh, over that. And we are doing it together. Uh, we need each other. <laughs> we <laughs> need everybody. Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Yeah. this is a team
1: you know a team that make travel a force of good and i also like the the quote of a of a friend that uh, i think a couple of years ago in a conference he said we 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 need to start to also sell what the destination needs not only what the uh
0: consumers want want. Yeah. yeah what they think they want they don't, yeah, think, well,
1: they
0: don't even know. They
1: don't even know. And what we need here in Patagonia, we need future ambassadors. Yes. Uh, that spread the word to the yeah. world and say, these are lands that we need to protect because we want the, the next generation enjoy them, but also because the planet needs it in order to survive, basically. Uh, uh, the, the Patagonian forest store three times more carbon, uh, the, dioxide of carbon uh, mm-hmm. per hectare than the Amazon just just to give you an idea about the importance of the Patagonian forest for the planet. This is the, this is our saving account to survive. Uh, <laughs> saving accounts in terms of nature yeah. that we still got that it can make uh, mm-hmm. our life possible for the future. So yeah. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: Um, I have a couple thoughts on that, but first. I want to ask you, while we still have the podcast audience here, if you have a recommendation, um, if anybody wants to learn more, if someone is like jazzed on this conversation and wants to watch a documentary, read a book, anything like that, does anything come to mind that you could recommend that people can dig in a little bit more about how Patagonia is uh, representing sustainable travel, yeah,
1: of course. Um, I I invite you to visit the "Root of the Parks of Patagonia" uh, page, uh, where you're going to find a lot of information about the national parks of Patagonia, of the importance of the national parks in uh, in the economy, in the local economy, but also in the as an as a, an environmental impact too. I think that that's the best page to get uh, in love with that. With, uh, with Patagonia, because it covers the whole uh, area. It's in English, by the way, and Spanish. Um, I'm proud to to represent also this effort. We we have a public and, and private uh, uh, board of the Route of the Park of Patagonia. I am leading that board, uh, and, and we are doing a lot of uh, work in order to 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 spread the word that travel is a, uh, it can be, it, it is a consequence of conservation. So you're going to find a lot of information there. I'm going to share some links also with you, Jackie, okay, where the I'll people share. can okay. get uh, through maybe some other technical aspect like uh, the carbon storage that I mentioned before mm-hmm. about the the equivalence between the Amazon and Patagonia um some of uh, ecological papers that you can read if you're interested in the environmental part. But I invite you to visit the Route of the Parks of Patagonia webpage uh, where you're going to have uh, a lot of information uh, about uh, the parks from North Patagonia to South Patagonia. Yeah.
0: Perfect. <clears throat> I'll share any links in the in the show notes too that you, that you choose to share with me. Um, yeah, I guess on that, Rafa thank you so much for all of this. Um uh, no, I think we could listen to you talk all day. And so if you're on the trip we're going to be able to do that. So that's your invitation. Come and drink the calafate with us. <laughs> that's be, become a real ambassador of Patagonia. I want to see it. Anything else you want to add Rafa before we no, well, I wanted to tonight?
1: thank everybody to get the time to to gather together today um today is the celebration of the independence of chile this is um, uh, a uh, um so we we had an asado today in the afternoon that is typically we we have a barbecues every t- well we have barbecues for any excuse really <laughs> oh, here. but uh, <laughs> uh we also have vegetarian and vegan barbecues just in case uh <laughs> but we had a barbecue today it's we are celebrating uh, 200 and yeah, 213 years uh, from the independence of Chile. That was only like, 18 and 10. So these two last days, I was in Japan too with uh, <laughs> with Jackie. I arrived directly to an asado. Uh, but that can give you an idea of uh, what you're going to be uh, joining when you're going to come back south here. We're going to be waiting for you with an asado, with a beer, uh, with wine, of course. Uh, with conversation, with friendship, uh, and with a lot to see and do uh, together. So, thank you very much uh, for the time and for the opportunity, Jackie, to to share with with uh, your audience.
0: Amazing, thank you. Okay, I loved this conversation so much, and I want to shout out a thank you to Rafa again for imparting his wisdom for the exchange of knowledge that he shared with us here today. And I will repeat my challenge and invitation to you guys to go to Patagonia, whether with Jump Adventures or not. Go to the off the beaten parts of this massive, incredible region. Appreciate, learn, meet the people, understand why the land needs to be protected. Become an ambassador yourself. Make the positive impact that the world needs you to make. It takes all of us. We're all in this together and we would love to walk alongside you as an explorer. On a path to saving the planet with small actions. Let's multiply those small actions together. Let's make travel a force for good. Like Rafa said, let's understand that travel is a consequence of it is essential to conservation. I really hope that you guys enjoyed all of that as much as I did. I've shared the links that Rafa mentioned in the show notes. Please do dig into them and please reach out if you have further thoughts or questions about sustainability or Patagonia or any of this. You can find us At jump.adventures on Instagram. You can find us in Patagonia this December. Come with us, jumpadventures.com. Take the leap, it's up to you. Find out for yourself all the things that we talked about here. I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for listening today. And I have one last challenge for you. If you enjoyed this conversation about sustainability, there's one very simple step, one very simple action that you can take right now, and that is to share this episode with someone you think would also enjoy it or needs to hear it, send the link, start a conversation, just like we did. Thanks again, you guys. I appreciate you being here. See you next time.